Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming articles, books, and podcasts looking for the most interesting ideas around security, technology, and how they interact with us as humans. The idea is content discovery and exploration. Each episode is either a curated summary of what I've found in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. All right, welcome to the year 2019 and episode 159. Starting with security news, hundreds of German officials and politicians have had their personal information leaked to the public. Also appears that the far right party was spared from the leak, indicating that it could be something like the WikiLeaks operation that targeted Democrats in the U.S., It's early, but it looks like another part of the same sort of strategic campaign being carried out by Russia to destabilize the West. I strongly believe that too many people in the InfoSec community are still in denial about the fact that this happened or that it is happening, and I think it's hurting us. The NSA is looking to release a free reverse engineering framework called GIDRA, maybe, at RSA. I hope it's really good. Um, IDA is expensive as hell. I'm actually getting into reverse engineering myself this year uh, a lot more than I have been in the past. I got myself a copy of Binary Ninja, but I'm really hoping that uh, this new thing that the NSA puts out will um, cover some of the gaps between Binary Ninja and other uh, cheaper alternatives compared to IDA Pro. The Weather Channel mobile app has been called out for selling the data that it gathers about people's locations. Record numbers of TSA agents who are working without pay during the shutdown are calling in sick. Can't imagine that's good for airport security. Facebook is looking to track the images you specifically take, like you as an individual, by noting the unique dust placement and other aberrations on your camera's lens. Got a link here to the best concise overview I've ever seen, actually heard, it's a podcast, of the Russia-based information warfare campaign we've been facing over the last few years. It's from the Sam Harris podcast, and uh, it's just extraordinary. Uh, Renee, the the guest on the show, uh, she wrote an article called The Digital Maginot Line, And uh, I think that was on Wired, but she gives a really great overview of what happened all the way going back to like WikiLeaks, all the way to present. And uh, it's pretty extraordinary. You should definitely check it out. The link is in the newsletter, of course. This AI um, here that's referenced in the newsletter can spot a forged painting by looking at just one brushstroke. And for legit, uh, legit paintings where it's not a forgery, it could actually tell you who painted them. I think the next step is obviously creating fake ones using those same techniques. I think lots of tools are dual use as weapons. But for AI and ML, I think this is particularly true. Those sonic weapons in Cuba might have been actual cricket songs. Basically, someone had taken a recording of one of these things and sent it in for analysis and said, yeah, this is the thing I was hearing. This is really bad. Um, can you do some analysis on it? 
So they're not saying that everyone heard uh, or everyone was not attacked by an actual weapon. But what they are saying is that when they did the analysis on one of these recordings that was sent in, it looks to have been songs from crickets. So we'll continue to watch that, see how that unfolds. Advisories, Adobe had issues. You should patch. Um, I guess just patch Adobe like every day or every week. Uh, breaches and leaks. Blur password manager. I'm going to start putting, uh, starting with this episode, actually, I'm putting the number of records affected right after the entry in the breaches and leaks section. So blur password manager, 2.4 million town of Salem is a video game, 7.6 million and Marriott passwords lost. Darn it. That is supposed to say passports. Um, oh, well, yeah, Marriott, uh, they did a f- further analysis and released some additional content, basically saying that they lost a bunch of passports, unencrypted passport numbers, 5.5 million of them. And BevMo had a breach, although they didn't give any numbers. Technology news, Windows 10 is just past Windows 7 in market share. Plan S is an effort to mandate mandate that scientific research be made available free of charge and some 29 predictions from a number of AI experts. This is a pretty good list of quotes there. Human news, people in Arizona are violently attacking Waymo's self-driving cars with sticks, rocks, and knives. This really reminds me of like some comic book versions of the matrix that I've seen. And this is just for cars. Imagine when they're in home robots. This is going to get really nasty. Gaming is now worth more than video and music combined. I think the number was something like $4.2 or $3 billion as an industry. And Finland is going to train its population in AI. I think they should expand that out to include everything, basically data science. But uh, yeah, great move in my mind. I think this will massively pay off in, you know, 10 to 20 years. Ideas, trends, and analysis. I did a bunch of writing over the break. So I got a number of links here uh, that I created. It appears China is building a massive espionage database on America. This one is pretty scary. It's basically a, it walks you through the, the, um, the various breaches, starting with OPM, uh, going to um, the credit card breach, and not Experian, um, but whatever it is. I, I can't remember the name. I think it starts with the, um, but that one, and then go to the Marriott one. So you basically have a compromise of everyone with a security clearance. Then you have a compromise of all of our uh, credit files. Then you have a compromise of, you know, business travelers who are, you know, flying around the country and making money. And uh, all of these have been tied to China. And there, of course, are many more. And actually, in the article which I wrote, I I linked to many, many of these things, including many of the links would actually link to many others. There's tons of research on this. And basically, the idea is a lot of people believe, and I'm, I'm included in that group, that 
China is basically building a giant database of how to compromise people in America and how to compromise companies in America. And uh, this is a strategic, basically, it's a it's a warfare technique, right? This is information warfare at, at its most pure. And uh, it's it's organized, in, probably into a single database, obviously. I, I don't know that for sure, but that, that's what I imagine. And a lot of people believe that as well. And the idea is that <clears throat> um, so some people say, well, you know, everyone's doing that. Everyone's hacking everyone. None of this really matters. Well, that's not true. I mean, uh, and I did some research on this and, and also didn't find any sort of uh, thing to back this up. I, I don't believe that we are doing something similar. Like we are collecting information on every single person and every single company in another country so that we could steal their secrets, you know, compromise their intellectual property, and then use that for an espionage database also to, you know, grow them as assets by deploying actual agents to, to steal intellectual property or, or otherwise compromise them. So basically what I take away from this is China's playing the long game across decades and centuries. And this is a very strategic play for them. And it's not so much for me to say, oh, China is evil because they're doing this. I'm more likely saying, or I'm saying something more like, um, China's doing this because it's smart and they are thinking long-term. Like we can't build a, a, a high-speed train in California because we can't get organized enough to agree that it's a good idea. Right. Meanwhile, China can roll one out in whatever, an hour and a half, right? Because they just decide it and they build it. So it's like, I, I see this disparity and I've read a bunch of books on China recently. So I understand that China is not perfect. They got all sorts of problems, but one problem they don't have that I could tell is understanding that strategically they need something for their long-term survival and then just sort of like agreeing and going after it. Um, maybe that's not completely accurate because people, you know, so I've got all these different factors and, and factions and stuff, but, but in general, China decided overnight to become green and they've made so much progress in that, that it's just ridiculous. And meanwhile, we, you know, still have, you know, science deniers running science organizations. It's, uh, it's pretty annoying to me as, as a defender, as a previous military person, um, I really wish that we and the rest of the world were as organized and focused on long-term success as China obviously is. Uh, how Nassim Taleb is both right and wrong about IQ. I won't go too deep into that one. You should definitely check it out. Uh, differences and similarities between ICS and IoT security. This came out of a Twitter conversation with Robert Lee, um, who's a really cool ICS guy um, in the InfoSec space. And he was making a comment about how he saw the distinction or that uh, there was a massive distinction. I'm basically pointing out how they're similar and how they're not. Um, and we had a very nice interaction on Twitter, actually, about it. Uh, seems like a super cool guy. Uh, inflammation keeps getting tied to depression. 
that's another post I wrote about, and I just linked to a bunch of other stuff talking about this. I, I find the trend really interesting. Not a doctor, though, so I can't say anything definitive about that. Um, Mark Andreessen's comments on upcoming tech trends. This is like the best tech trend analysis that I've seen, which doesn't surprise me coming from Andreessen, but uh, definitely a good read. And the difference between security and privacy. <clears throat> this is a, uh, a real concise summary that I just wrote to try and really nail this down for someone who's looking. Hopefully we'll catch it in Google. Uh, just really narrows it down very clearly. And it, here's what it comes down to. Um, information security is protecting the collection and abuse of sensitive information according to policy, right? Privacy is actually doing the same thing. It, it's, um, it's protecting the misuse, uh, collection and misuse of information according to policy. The difference is in information security, you're assumed to be already given an information security policy. So uh, you, pro you protect according to that. If it says oh, these people can only see that, then they can only see that. And you know what a violation is because it violates that policy. The difference with privacy is that the user themselves, the, the, the original owner of that data is involved in the conversation of setting that policy. So really what it ends up being is the disconnect between what they want that policy to be and what ends up happening in reality. And that is the difference, right? Both are protecting information according to a policy, but in privacy, the user is involved in creating that policy. And uh, I, I think that really clarifies and, and simplifies what, what this whole conversation is um, because privacy absolutely is part of security. And a lot of people have been saying, no, it's not. It's totally separate, but, but it really isn't, right? If you look at the actual definitions of both, they're both about protecting sensitive information according to policy. It's just a matter of who defines it. Brace yourself for smart home fitness. Uh, these are basically giant displays, and there's a couple products were mentioned. This is a Wired article. Giant displays where personal trainers guide you and others in workouts from anywhere in the world. So you get the advantage of experts in fitness uh, linking up with you personally, combined with the social aspect of working out in groups and sharing your progress. So imagine like this, this mirror or this display that's as tall as you are. And the person on it is talking on there and they're telling you what to do. And you're looking at them just like you're in some kind of class. Um, and they're moving around or doing whatever. And presumably you can, they can see you and you can see them. So you're, this is like a studio in your own home. And the other things that were mentioned were like Peloton, which I think are very similar, which is, it's a, it's an exercise bike. But, uh, the, the whole concept here is super cool, which is just, uh, you know, bringing all those benefits of a personal trainer and the social aspect of going to a gym right to the house through an IOT device. Um, one thing a little bit crazy about it. I mean, I always think about these sorts of things, the kind of IOT I, I don't like in my house yet. And I'm very forward leaning on IOT. I don't like the idea of cameras in the house. Um, and this of course would be a giant full screen camera. Um, 
hopefully they would have an option for, you know, some sort of privacy shutter or something. But um, very interesting trend that I, I think is going to be pretty powerful. Uh, my favorite InfoSec prediction that I read, uh, I didn't make any of these because I'm not at a vendor where I, I needed to for work. Uh, so I didn't make any and I didn't really go out of my way to read any, but a couple of them just flew into my retinas somehow. Um, and one was, I believe it was Chad Loader who actually said this, um, is that he predicted that a DNA database would get compromised. And I was like, yeah, that's what well, one, it's probably already happened. <laughs> uh, like there's a lot of stuff we, we just haven't seen announced yet. So there's always that disconnect, but I think that's a good prediction um, along the lines of what I was talking about before about China. Basically, they, they you want to go after things that, that unify. You want to get as much deep information on individuals as possible. So like if you already had a good dossier on somebody and you had their background check and everything, why not get their you know partial genome data or whatever? And in the future, full genome data. As I talked about in the piece, um, we're pretty far away, I think, from – uh, actually being able to target someone with personalized medicine slash poison. So I, I don't think that's like a warfare component yet, but it would be nice to know, are they prone to certain kind of medical conditions? Are they likely on some kind of insurance or medication for that? Like there's other sort of, I guess, OPSEC related things that you could possibly discern from that. And that will only get more rich as time goes on. Um, I then expanded that prediction I guess in my own brain and I guess now in this newsletter to basically say that there would be a, a DNA database or a data broker, right? Which data brokers are crazy. They basically just collect information. I've got a whole list of these things. They collect information from tons and tons of sources and then they unify it down to all be you so that at any given moment they know exactly, you know, where you're likely to be right now, you know, all your preferences, because that's actually what they're selling. So imagine China or whoever going after those kinds of databases. And then, of course, that gets linked to what they already know about you from their existing database. And it just gets nasty. So can you think of a higher priority target than, you know, data brokers that do all the work for them? Uh, maybe law firms, but not quite as much. I think the data broker is even more important. The law firms, I think there's so many of them and they're small. Perhaps going after big ones would be good, but that's about the juiciness of the content um, as, a, as opposed to the unification of content across multiple sources. But still, I think uh, DNA databases, data brokers, and law firms are some really uh, juicy targets. I don't think it has anything to do with 2019. I think it's been going on for years and that will continue to go on for the next few years. But I, I would say that those three types of targets are particularly um, probably soft, maybe not the data brokers. Hopefully they have decent security and hopefully the DNA databases do as well, but tend to doubt it just based on um, what we see everywhere else. But the law firms, I think we do know tend to have really bad security. Evidently, the lawyers are hesitant to bring in experts because they feel that they know everything. Uh, that's that's what a couple lawyers have told me. And um, 
they also just are a bit miserly and don't want to spend the money on it um, on top of thinking that they know everything. So that's a bad situation. Um, we need to build activity into our daily lives as opposed to just going to a gym. This was a pretty cool article. Basically said that the healthiest groups are um, people who just travel naturally. So they're always on bikes to and from work. They're moving around, you know, doing the stuff with their hands. They're just in motion during the day. And that's the best type of activity as opposed to being sedentary and then going crazy in a gym for, you know, once a day or three times a week. Um, basically said that even if you're getting similar amount of whatever calories, it's actually better to do the former. Discovery this week, how to monitor a website's availability for 75 cents a month on Amazon. This is another piece that I wrote. Didn't put it in the idea section because it's not really an idea. It's more like, hey, look at this. Um, but yeah, I used to run Pingdom um, and I had an account. So I was doing a, a few different checks or whatever. And I was at like 15, maybe even 25 bucks a month. And it just seemed really, I don't know. It seemed like overkill is what it seemed like. I mean, I like the Pingdom product. I think it's very powerful, but it seemed like overkill for me. So a couple of days ago, I was like, there's got to be a way to do this on Amazon. Googled around, set up a monitor in like 12 seconds. And uh, I'm now watching my site for 75 cents a month. Monitors every 30 seconds. And if, if it goes down, it, it pings you and tells you that it's down. It's, it's fantastic. Um, a 54 million year old gecko trapped in Amber. Uh, this California councilman swore in on a captain America shield. And the link is to the YouTube video. It's fantastic. Uh, people are starting to use IOT to secure their nativity scenes. Um, evidently people are putting little cameras inside of cracks inside of their Jesus's and their reindeer to, uh, watch the people come up and hopefully track them down. How sad is it when you've got roving bandits, um, just going through neighborhoods and neighborhoods and stealing Jesus's and reindeer and Santa's that's pretty sad. Resources for getting into reverse engineering. Uh, one year in SF as a software developer. Really good article from uh, some developer. I think they moved back to Canada. So maybe that's a spoiler. Uh, Algorithms by Jeff Erickson. I haven't read this yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And evidently he's releasing a book as well, but there's a cool link. Uh, currently reading Altered Traits. It's about the uh, long-term effects of meditation, which I'm getting, uh, I'm trying to refocus to get into. I'm at like level one out of 10 uh, right now, if that's a white belt, which means you just walked in off the street. Um, but I'm, I'm making some efforts to take it more seriously and get into it. Uh, Finite and Infinite Games. This is a very strange book that I'm trying to get through but I think I might just find a summary. Um, recently finished strangers to ourselves. This idea is brilliant. The four uncle Vanya and hello world just purchased elements of a life. 
Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, Alibaba, The House That Jack Built. Um, I also published my uh, Goodreads. I need to do that next newsletter as well. Uh, my Goodreads account, I did a f almost a full overhaul of it and got all my books in there, just about. And um, my target for this year is 52 books uh, for the year. I think that's going to be my permanent target is 52 books, a minimum of 52 books, which is, of course, one a week. I think last year I did around 60 something, so that's good. But if you want to connect with me on Goodreads, I think you can just put in like Daniel Meisler Goodreads and it should pull up. Uh, I am absolutely loving the Orville, which is, um, it is a live action. It, it's basically Star Trek is what it is. But um, it's Seth MacFarlane who created Family Guy and a bunch of other stuff. But it's Orville with Seth MacFarlane as the captain. And it's, I thought it was making fun of Star Trek. That's what I thought it was going to be. That's why I haven't watched it in all this time. But come to find out, it's actually just Star Trek. It's got a little more humor in it and some Seth MacFarlane humor, which, which I enjoy. But uh, fundamentally, it's obvious that he loves Star Trek The Next Generation, and that's what he made this for. So I'm super into it. And if you like Star Trek The Next Generation, you should check it out as well. Um, my personal technical focuses, although I said foci in the, in the newsletter and it didn't autocorrect. So hopefully that's right. Pretty sure that's Latin and that's the plural. Anyway, machine learning and reverse engineering. And I've already got my main machine learning project picked out, which I cannot wait to get started on. If anyone is into ML, you should ping me and we could chat about it. Recommendations for the year, um, things I like to do in January. And let me pull this up real quick so I can go through them. Um, let's see, two, two, two. Rotate passwords, make sure my backups are solid, reorganize my Feedly account, clean up my Twitter account, and revisit Reddit, which means subreddits, settings, all that sort of stuff. Most important though, probably rotate passwords and make sure your backups are solid. And the aphorism for this week, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Oscar Wilde. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget, you can also get the show, including all the links to the things I mentioned, in text form by signing up for the email newsletter at danielmiesler.com newsletter or via the blog post for each episode. I'll see you next time. Thank you.